so strong and two yards to get. He's the best player on the field, and you don't give him the football. There he is. You've got a guy that's been borderline unstoppable in this part of the field. I can't believe the call. Just run the ball with Cam Obachowski and Tom Hines. What's going on, everybody? We're reviewing week three of fantasy football. We're talking about the games, the players. We're going through legit or not stories for all of these. And then we're going to give you our starts and sits of the week. Week four coming up, so we already have three weeks under our belt. A little easier to kind of see where players are going to go. You know, if players have had three great games, you know, three bad games, you get an idea as opposed to week one, week two. You know, the booms and busts, it's kind of hard to predict where guys are going to go. So we're going to talk about kind of the big stories that we have are there's still two undefeated teams, the Eagles and the Dolphins, Eagles top of the NFC, Dolphins top of the AFC. Dolphins just beat the Bills. The Bills look pretty much unbeatable. We talked about that in our last episode. So 3-0 and teams, Tom Hines, Eagles, Dolphins. Which one do you think is more legit? I think the Dolphins are are more legit just because they've they've well obviously they beat the Bills last week, which was a, a massive accomplishment. I'm not sold on the Eagles yet. I just want to see a, a couple more games uh, with Jalen Hurts. He's been playing very well this season, which was surprising because I was not that big on him this year. But oh, so far, know. he's been proving. Do me you want to? Do you want to uh, bring up your Gardner Minshew just in case this is the last time you bring it up? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, so what I said was is that Minshew was going to be the starter. Obviously, that's probably not going to happen <laughs> at this point. Um, Hurts improved his passing game drastically, so. But I, I still think the Eagles are good. They have an, a relatively easy division, especially with Dak out. So I think they're going to win that division for sure. But I don't know. They're not going. I don't think they're going to stay undefeated for much longer. Yeah, I like obviously both teams. Clearly three and zero. I like the breakdown on the team dynamic for the Eagles. I think their defense is very strong. Like I think they're a top ten defense. Where the the Dolphins are winning because they're just out offensing. You know they're. You know, they're whoever they're playing, like the two is slinging it. The wide receivers are great. The running backs have scored. And I think if you play the Dolphins, it's going to be a high flying game, a ton of passes. You know, we've seen against the Ravens, the Bills. These are great games, but the Eagles can stop their opponents. The Dolphins haven't shown that yet. So for me, I think high powered offense, if Tua has an off day, could be tonight against the Bengals. We'll see. He's kind of banged up, but. If Tua has an off night, I think it's going to be very hard for them to win games because the defense hasn't looked great. So I do favor the Eagles a little bit. I know they're a younger team and everything, but I think with that consistent defense, I like them a little more and their division is, you know, not as good. Yeah, it's a miracle that Tua's even playing this yeah. week. He was for sure concussed. I don't know yeah, why oh, he didn't sure. put him back out. Well, because they started but making up injuries. Stand. They're like, oh, it's his back and then this and then his leg kind of hurts. And yeah. Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't even walk. When, like after he right. smacked his head in the ground, like the video of him trying to get back to the line of scrimmage was like bad. Like he, I think he fell twice, and then he had to be like carried off the field. Yeah. So I, I don't know what kind of testing they do for concussions, but it's clearly not working. Yeah, and you know they've 
they need him too. So I, th- I think that's the important one. You know, they have they have Waddle, Tyreek Hill. You know, these guys are top ten wide receivers right now. Do you see you see this continuing? Do you think they could finish? Let's say, well, let's do top twelve. Do you think both of these guys finish top twelve? Yeah, I think uh, they have a big head start and they have a lot of good players. So I think for sure at least one of them will finish top 12. I don't know. It's not my question. Them will. Oh, man, I don't know. I'm going to say no. I think one of them is going to have to crash eventually. I don't think they're going to stay this dominant. I just don't know which one yet. I think I'm going to go with yes. I'll just you know fight you on that one too. What I like is Tyreek's big play style. But seeing Waddle, seeing Tyreek struggle and Waddle still kind of, you know, he didn't have a huge game or anything, 15 fantasy points. But I think Tyreek is the obvious one. Like if if you're saying who's going to go, who's going to be top 12, I think Tyreek is the obvious one. You're not going to say Jalen Waddle. But I think if Jalen Waddle can kind of be a safety blanket, maybe not as much of a boom player as Tyreek, I think they can do it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really hard, I, like the Bucks did it with um, Evans and Godwin. Yeah, they were what top ten, fifteen, top, I think. Yeah, I think I think or Godwin was I think the two or the three, and then Mike Evans I think was either it was somewhere between like ten and fifteen. I don't remember exactly. And then the where. Bengals did it last year. Jamar's the three. T Higgins I think has. Well, that was uh, points per game too. I think you missed some. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I mean, it's definitely doable, but I don't think that. I mean, realistically, how how often is Tua going to be having five touchdown games? They're fresh off of that five touchdown game. They just don't Um, run that much, too. That's the thing. It's like they don't really have any solid running backs. So I think the the offense is – it's like the the Bills, too, which they use Singletary a little more. But I think just the play style is they're going to throw, and these guys are fast. Yeah, they're very fast, and they're wide open on a ton of plays, yeah. which is um, – we saw it with Tyreek on the Chiefs where he would just – some plays he'd just be wide open, like, yeah. so far deep. They play the Pats. Um, they so. play the Jets twice. I know the Pats' defense has historically been good, but they lost a lot of guys. Jets' defense, you know, not great. So, you know, they have four chances to feast on those defenses. Yeah, definitely. And the Bills' defense is another story. that They usually play Some well. injuries, yep. Um, so I don't know. I don't think I'm, yeah, I'm sick with no. I don't think that they're both going to finish uh, top 12. Top, as you said, 12, right? Top 12, yeah. Little outside yeah, of the top no, 10. Okay, top 15, do you think so or no? I don't know. It's, it's so competitive this year. Like yeah. the running backs this year have been doing pretty bad. Cause you're going to have like an Amon Ross St. Like Brown be top five. Who is not drafted? Yeah, I think he's that. the I think he's the three right now. Um, yeah, and then you have like guys like uh, Kirk, who I think is the, yeah, the six. Right. <laughs> so weird. So yeah. it's just it, it's hard. I mean, there's a lot of passing going on this year. Not so much um, as run dominant as, as it has in the past. So I'm gonna say no. I don't think I think Waddle might fall a little bit. Yeah, it'll top twenty though. I'd say is is probably a lock. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I know the Eagles have. Some playmakers too, you know, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith had a huge game and Jalen Hurts has obviously looked better. So this will be this will be interesting. Like we said, you know, these are the two top seeds right now, undefeated. But I agree, I think I don't really see these teams as 
number one seed material. Like I think the Bills are for sure better than the Dolphins, but they, you know, they won. They beat them and they played really well. Nothing against them. I just think the Bills are a better team. Yeah, I think Allen's better. Um, I guess the argument could be made for Tyreek versus Diggs, who's the better wide receiver. Tyreek's definitely faster, but I think Diggs has a little bit more yeah. um, skill at the position. It's a little bigger, too. Yeah, and then uh, I think the Bills' defense is significantly better sure. than the Dolphins' defense. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think the Bills have the division on lock still, even though they're currently not um, the one. I think they're going to finish as the one. Yep. And uh, so for, you know, talking about the the top of the league MVP candidates I know Lamar Jackson is up there he's started really hot he is number five for rushing yards as a quarterback we all you know love the joke of Lamar being a running back but he is 243 rushing yards within the first three weeks that's fifth 17th for passing yards so you know mid-tier it's not gonna you know win you games there he's gonna win you games on the ground 10 passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, only two picks. So he's looked great. He's been great for fantasy. He's been great for the games. Do you think he could have another MVP season or do you see him slowing down? No, I think he's definitely going to slow down. I mean, he's had for passing, he's had two, three touchdown games and one, four touchdown game. I mean, that's not sustainable for I don't think any quarterback is going to get consistently over three touchdowns a game. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if the season ended right now, he would be the, the the front runner. But I just don't think the Ravens offense is going to be scoring. I think they're averaging four touchdowns a game right now, maybe like three and three and a half touchdowns a game, which is insane. But I don't think that's sustainable for a long period of time over the course of the season. Yeah, I just don't think they have and. Prove me wrong in two, three weeks, whatever. I just don't see enough talent on that offense where you have someone like Josh Allen who has so many weapons. Lamar has made these guys look good, but it's because he's that good. I just don't think the offense is going to be maintain that explosiveness because they don't have enough playmakers besides Andrews. And if J.K. Dobbins comes back and he's a stud, that's a big upgrade. But I just – I don't even know if there's a world J.K. Dobbins comes back healthy anymore. I just feel like this guy's always dealing with stuff. He's played, and now he has a chest injury, so I'm not super confident in him. And those wide receivers are just you know, not huge names. So we'll see. It's been running through Lamar and Mark Andrews right now, and I just think that's tough to uh, you know build an MVP campaign on. Yeah, definitely. And they play the Bills this week too, so um... – It'll be interesting to see how they perform against uh, a top defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they played the so far. They played the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Pats. Um, Jets definitely not a great defense. Um, Dolphins, they're okay. Um, and then the Patriots, which is supposed to be supposed to be a good defense, but they've kind of been blowing it this this year. So I think the Bills would be a good test to see if Lamar can perform well against a good defense or if he's just like taking advantage of beating up on um, easy defenses to play. Yeah, I agree. And uh, legit or not, the division leaders, the Jacksonville Jaguars, what do you think? Yeah, this one's tough. Um, You probably follow this more closely because they're in the the Titans division. Um, But Trevor Lawrence has definitely been playing better than he has. 
So um, I think that I guess the coaching switch has been helping them a lot. Um, and then also uh, Robinson has kind of secured the the starting position. Kirk's been playing really well. Um, so I think the offense is definitely going to be in the top 15 finishing. I just don't know how the defense is going to hold up against some of these better teams. So you said I've been following this one for the division. Were you not following it uh, last week, that game? <laughs> yeah, I, I followed it. Trust me. I, I know. Yeah. Did you follow it for the whole entire game? Because uh, that was not a fun one. No, I I, I, uh, I kind of caught the, the beginning of it. I didn't see the you su- the ending of did it. Did you just see the first four touchdowns and then turn it off? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've uh, they've looked good. And this is a tough one where I think they're flashy and Lawrence has looked good. Like you said, guys that we didn't have high expectations for have looked good. And the name I'm highlighting here is Doug Peterson. You don't have a ton of changes to the team. I know they had some draft picks, guys on their defense, edge rushers, but they've looked good. I think Lawrence seems more confident. They obviously spent a lot of money on guys for him to throw to so that's helped a ton yep, too definitely but this division has shown struggles the texans i've seen a lot of places are ranked as the bottom team the titans just had their first win over the raiders and the colts just came off a win versus the chiefs but before that they tied the texans and lost to the jags so maybe this is a division where it's up for grabs and i think if they are able to beat the Colts, again, if they're able to split the series with the Titans or beat them twice, they could definitely take this division. It doesn't mean they're going to go far or be a good playoff team, but I think the offense is very high-powering. So, like you said, the question mark will definitely be, you know, what is the defense going to do? When you go against yeah. other high-powered offenses, are you able to outscore them like the Dolphins, or do you just crumble because, you know, they're scoring 35 points against you and you can't stop it? Yeah, and let's not forget the Chargers were very beat up last week. <laughs> so I'm not willing to give the Jags full credit for the win. Okay. Um, so is so that 0. 0.5 or do they still get like a full win? No, they get the full win, okay. but just just they get like a little asterisk above it. Okay. And, it's, and it'll say like like three top five guys and the Chargers were injured. So it's just like a little a little asterisk. Is, it, is, yeah, that, in, too is that in parentheses next to the asterisk? Yeah, okay. it's, yeah, it's on like the bottom of the page. Small like, font, know, like yep. when you, okay, yeah, small font, gotcha. exactly. Yeah, okay, down there somewhere. Yeah, so asterisks there, but uh, yeah, they're they're top of the division. You know, three weeks, not gonna tell a ton, but this is, I think, it's an exciting team to watch. I'll say that. Yeah, they're definitely. Yeah, they're definitely fun to watch. I mean, any team with uh, uh, the quarterback who's like throwing it down the field a lot and scoring a lot of touchdowns is going to be pretty fun to watch. Uh, especially because like all the co- controversy off the field with the Jags last year, it's kind of like there's a battle going on. It's like, well, was Urban Meyer like that horrible of a coach? Yeah. Um, or was Trevor Lawrence kind of a bust? And I think it's kind of leaning now towards well, Urban Meyer was just a terrible coach. Yeah, he they tried to get him out quick and because you can – ruin the talent of someone that good and it's like that's your number one pick you got to protect him and make sure he you're you're getting what you wanted out of him so i think that's great to see you know for him for the team and everything because seeing guys drafted number one and just suck like that's just you know so depressing so i think good good for him it's good to see that they could do that and like you said you know huge game against the chargers huge loss 
but they're beat up. What are, you know, you think they can still be a legit team with these injuries? I know they still have the talent on offense, but, uh, you know, yeah. Slater, Bosa, <laughs> Guyton going down. Yeah, JC Jackson's a little banged up too, yep. which isn't helping anything. Um, I think I think the Chargers will still still be good. I think they're still, in my mind, contenders for the division. Um, Herbert went out. Um, obviously, he had the uh, the fractured rib cartilage, and he just I don't think mentally was ready to go out for another game. I know he wanted to. Like the coaching staff told him not to do it. The medical team told him not to go out, um, and he did anyway. Um, he didn't re-injure so anything, though, was- right? That's the most important thing. No, but he was definitely playing – like his play style was different. He was definitely oh, sure. um, more cautious against um, the pass rush. He, he didn't look comfortable in the pocket at all. Mm-hmm. So I think this week should be a better time for the Chargers. I'm curious what's going to happen without Guyton because Guyton's been the deep threat for a long time. I know they're getting um, Keenan Allen back this week, which is huge, um, which kind of minimizes losing Guyton, but I'm nervous how they're going to do with the deep ball without Guyton there. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a tough division. It's not as tough as we thought based on the Raiders being uh, 0-3 and the Broncos winning every game by like uh, their first touchdown in the last quarter. So I I don't think either of those teams are as intimidated as we thought, but there's a lot of good guys on that roster. So if it's coaching, if it's players, you know, if they figure it out and turn it on, I still think those are two intimidating teams to have you know especially with the titans division having jacksonville number one you know very different than that (laughs) so yeah i think injuries are gonna hurt these are some big guys you know losing your left tackle for that for the season we've seen what's happening you know and speaking of the titans too you know not having their left tackle they've had their rookie uh nicholas petit friere has actually been pretty good cowboys lost theirs um so we saw, you know, them kind of – they're going to attack that spot, you know, with the weakness. I know Bengals' offensive line hasn't looked great too. So left tackle is important, you know, for the quarterback. That's that's important. So I think this is a tough division for them to be in. But like I said too, those other teams are struggling. So if they can get ahead of the Chiefs, then they could get back in when, you know, some of these guys are healthy. Yeah, definitely. And while we're on the topic of like beat up old lines, um, the Bucks have not looked good this year. Um, Brady looks like he's really struggling uh, in the pocket. He's had very low wide receivers. Godwin and Evan have, Evans have been out for the majority of the games. The O line is, I think they're running like second and third string guys for most of the positions. I think Werfs is the only one playing right now. Am I? Correct. Do you know, you know if that's the uh, case there? Werfs and who's the – is Alex Kappa the one that left? Yeah, I think he left. Is it just um, Werfs? Yeah, let me – I'll pull up the death chart here. Um, I think Donovan Smith is out. Um. Yeah, I think it just works in that's I could be wrong, but I think he's the only starter that was like supposed to start the year that's in right now. Yeah, because they lost some guys in free agency, too. Yep, free agency. And then I think there were two injuries in the preseason that were pretty brutal. Mm -hmm. And then um, they just you can tell. I mean, it's not often that Brady goes three games with free touchdown passes. Yeah. And I think, too, 
I know you mentioned the line, but I think the wide receiver injuries have hurt them a ton. Just he doesn't have chemistry with any of these guys. And like even Julio looked kind of good, but he was just kind of running a lot too. And then he's missed time. Godwin hasn't played. Evans would rather uh, blindside hit. Uh, what, yeah, what's his Lattimore. name? Uh, Lattimore than, you know, be a good player for Brady. So, yeah, I think that's also his second suspension from doing the exact same thing to the right. exact same player. Yeah. So definitely some some old beef that got stirred up. And the funny part was, I don't Evans actually wasn't going to hit him. I think a video came out like the next day, and uh, he was walking towards the sidelines, and he was just someone told him like, "Hey, get back out there and just like nail Lattimore right now." And he just turned around and rushed full speed. It was hilarious. Really? Oh, I gotta see that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. It was it was hilarious. I'll 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 throw the the, uh, the video on the Instagram okay. page, but it was pretty funny. Yeah, so that's not going to help either. You know, the line, the wide receivers, and they haven't looked good. I still – I think they could make a comeback. I still think there's a ton of talent on the team, but same division too. You know, Saints have not looked good. You have some guys like Chris Olave, Michael Thomas have been fantasy relevant. Jameis and Kamara have not. I know we are pretty high on the Saints. What do you kind of think here? Like, are you out on the Saints? Do you think they – do you think they have potential? I still really like these guys for fantasy. I don't know about the team, though. Yeah, so I think I underestimated how much of an impact Sean Payton leaving was going to have on the Saints. True, yep. Um, if you look at um, Winston's stats with uh, Sean Payton versus with, I think, Dennis Allen is the new coach right yep. now, um, it's just it's a massive difference. He's not He's throwing it interceptions again he's not looking as controlled as he was so that means he's comfortable and, though comfortable with the old Jameis ways throwing picks yeah yeah he went yeah he, feels he, he definitely reverted yeah the, yeah it's like the bucks all over again right um and it doesn't help that Kamara, who was supposed to be skill wise a top three running back in the league has just been playing terrible so i don't know i don't think they're going to be nearly as good as as what i or i guess what we predicted uh, in the beginning of the season i still i really like Kamara as a buy low candidate if you're getting a manager that's kind of frustrated or doesn't you know as we say always take advantage of people that don't know but if they don't really know the name and they see that his numbers suck i think he's a great person to target that's a first second round pick and if you could get him for Clyde Edwards Hilaire, top three running back. If you could put together a package, you know, Clyde and someone else for Kamara, a guy's who a guy who's been averaging, you know, seven points, seven point nine points. I think that's great value. Cause you know, on, let's let's not talk about this too much because uh I actually was trying to work out a trade like that with Alex, and I don't know if he's gonna be listening. Oh, that's so that's a tough I think he does way. usually listen to these, so maybe well, actually, no, I'm not gonna cut this. So no, no, too, too yeah, bad. Kind of just, it's, Alex, if you're listening, it's good I, I am interested in that trade. Just send it right <laughs> after this because I won't have it posted right away. So you have a window. Yeah, that's true. I, I'll have like a, a good hour window yeah. for, for me to get this trade through. Yeah, but so clearly you agree. You think that's, uh, you know, kind of a good way to go, especially, you know, a team like him, yeah, 0-3. Kamara hasn't been helping him. Here comes Clyde. Is he going to, you know, win you a championship? I don't think so. But if you can get someone who's playing better right now and they need that, you know, win more recently and can't wait for Kamara, then I think that's a good trade. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm trying to make it work right now. If it does go through, um, I'll, I'll update the uh, 
the listeners on on what the final exactly. trade was. Yeah, yeah. No, that'll be interesting. That he does enjoy trades, so I think it's possible. Yeah, definitely. If there's anyone that was going to trade, it'd be it'd be him for sure. Yeah. And uh, so last one here. Let's let's not let's not put too much time and effort into this, but quick one for you. Have you been impressed with Cooper Rush for the Cowboys two and zero this year? Yes, I have for sure. Um, yeah, he's playing much better than what he was. I think he was on the Giants last, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because it was the, they um, joked about the revenge game, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, the revenge game against the Giants. Yeah. yeah, he's playing very well. I think it definitely helps um, with Zeke and Pollard being two very good running backs. Um, they're able to swap off and, and play pretty evenly. So you almost always have a fresh running back in the backfield. It's very hard to stop that. The Browns have been running that strategy for a long time with um, Chubb and Hunt. And he's been making the clutch throws when he needs to. He converted a couple long third downs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been doing pretty well in the red zone, and he hasn't had a whole lot of turnovers. So I think that the Cowboys are definitely still a, a good team. Yeah, and what's really impressed me is having CD in a league when Dak went down, I panicked and I wanted to look around where to trade him. You know, like he, this is because you think about it and the top guy, you know, the wide receiver, the quarterback goes down. That's the first person who is not going to look good and, you know, have issues. And he had a really slow week one with Dak. So after seeing, you know, oh, like he's not looking good with Dak, you know, you really do question kind of what happens when the backup comes in. But after 4.9, he had 15 points, then 22 last week with a touchdown. So CD's looked fine. He's been totally good. And seeing him be fantasy relevant with a backup quarterback to me is very impressive. Yeah, definitely. And he could have had a much better day if he didn't drop the wide open touchdown. Exactly. Pass. Yeah. Yeah, that was a tough one. So, I mean, that was brutal. He was wide open, dropped it. I mean, everyone has those days, but that that's easily an extra probably 10 points on the day if he makes that catch. Right. Yeah. So he could have, you know, been over 30 points. So, yeah, I think impressive he's been able to uh, keep CD as fantasy relevant. So, yeah, I'm. I'm impressed by him. It's not like he's going to take Dak's starting spot, but he's been a great backup. Yep, definitely. I, I agree with that. And we got our starts and sits of week four. Yes. So we will start with, uh, let's see, let's uh, well, let's start with the negative. We'll end with the positive. So uh, take us away for our sit candidates. Sure. So for sit candidates, and this is a – I so okay so the first sit candidate I have sit candidate I have is Aaron Jones, um, bold, which I know is a hot bold. take. Definitely bold, um, but the reason why is because um, so I'm sitting him in our league, and the reason why is I drafted Robinson expecting him to be the backup, and he's not. So is this a sit candidate Aaron, for your roster or for the viewers? I think I think a little bit of both. So okay. Aaron Jones is go back to his old pattern of having insane massive 40 point games and then having um dud games he's been doing it for multiple years um i don't understand why that happens he's just not a very consistent player and this week they're playing the patriots who are currently the number five uh defense against the rush so it's it's going to be hard i think hard for him to really put together a good game this week Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah, I don't hate that it. I, I think Bench is tough for someone with that name. But uh, yeah, I agree. I think he is a tough person to kind of be confident in. You don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, he dropped 40 points two weeks ago. And then this week, I think he dropped or last week, he dropped like four or something crazy. Um, so it was it's definitely frustrating as a player um, or as a fantasy owner to have someone who plays that inconsistently. Mm-hmm especially with Dylan being also um, a skilled running back as well. It's just tough um, and it's frustrating. I don't like guys that play inconsistently. I know some people do like that because you can get those like 200 point weeks. If, if a lot of you guys are like that, but I just don't, it doesn't match my play style, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I can see that. And I know kind of inconsistency is tough. If, if you don't know what you're going to get and yeah, you can have the boom on your bench, but um so, yeah, I, I get that. And I know you have Garrett Wilson here, too. I think, uh, yeah, Zach Wilson coming back, it's it's a little scary because we kind of fell into Joe Flacco. This is what the offense looks like. But with Wilson coming back, it's, uh, it's up for grabs again. Maybe it's Elijah Moore. Maybe it's Corey Davis. So, And maybe the offense just doesn't go anywhere, too. Yeah, I think definitely this is one of the, the safer sits. Um because when when was Wilson? I guess I'll, I'll look this up really quick on on what draft pick um, people got Wilson with. Let me see here. He's off waivers in a lot. Yeah, so he was uh, 109th. Yeah. So that's what the basically 11th, 12th round. You didn't draft him as a starter, um, and he has played really well with Flacco. But the problem is is quarterbacks have different preferences on guys they like to throw to. We saw it when Matt Stafford went to the, the Rams. Everyone thought that Cooper Cup was going to be the wide receiver too. Yeah. He wasn't. Um, so I'm and just then, nervous. And then Wood says, how. it's not me. Let me tear my ACL. So it really can't be me. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He gave up on this. Well, not that he did on purpose, but, um, but yeah, I just don't, I'm, I'm concerned that Wilson might not like Garrett or Zach Wilson might not like Garrett Wilson as much as Flacco does. So it's just, I don't think it's worth the risk, especially if you draft him so late um, and you have other startable um, safer wide receiver options. And Renfro as well. I think this is an interesting one because this was one of the best, most consistent flex guys you could ask for pretty much last year. And I think this year, it's uh, it's different. I know Devonte Adams is there, but he's he's a tough one to trust. I I think the offense. I know he just missed the game, but I think there's there's a lot of mouths to feed, I, and it's hard to be confident in him. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, he's getting overshadowed for sure um, by Devonte Adams, and he had the two back to back fumbles against the Cardinals, which essentially cost him the game. Um, the first one was recovered by the Raiders, but the second one ended up, I think, being the game-clinching fumble. So it's just been tough. He's he's not getting as many targets as he was last year, and he's not getting the uh, yards after catch he got yes, uh, last year. So I think he's definitely, for me, a sit. Um, I wouldn't start him anymore. He went pretty high. I think he was like a seventh-round pick, somewhere around that range. Yeah, he's honestly um, a, a name I kind of just forgot about. I know he missed last week, but... I just I, I really haven't yeah. seen him around. Maybe that's because he's on some benches, but I think the flex spot is where people really liked him, so that's where you drafted him. Yeah, and I think that might have been an, um, an overdraft. I know I was 
Uh, I thought that he would get um, a decent amount of targets because of just m- more focus on some of the other guys in the offense, but he's just not taking advantage of of that. So I just, I, for me, I don't think he's worth starting at this point. I agree. I think it's it's really up in the air. They're zero three, so the chances that they switch something up are pretty high. So I think that's pretty much your best hope, though. Yeah, and that's not something because like there's like he's just like any way you cut, he's not as good as um, Devontae Adams. Right. So I don't see him becoming like the new wide receiver one. No. Um, but I guess we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And then um, for my last two sets, I have two quarterbacks here. One serious, one kind of half a joke, but still, <laughs> but still, <laughs> probably a sit. Yeah, so the first one, the the actual one, Russell Wilson, has been playing very poorly on the Broncos. Everyone expected him to come out and be just slinging it down the field to Judy and Sutton. It's just not going out the way. I drafted Wilson really high as as my quarterback in a couple leagues. Yeah, he was my uh, quarterback lock for our, um, you know, whatever you want to call that, our basically uh, year-long dynasty lineup. So I had him and Sutton. Sutton's looking fine, but uh, Russ is not looking too good for my uh, quarterback choice. Neither is Matt Ryan for you, I guess. But Yeah, we both kind of dropped the ball on that. So Russ is averaging uh, 12.6, which is not very good. He only has two uh, touchdowns on the year, which is pretty bad. I think – I mean, even Flacco, I think, has more touchdown passes than that. I'm sure he does. He had two to Garrett Wilson in one game, so – Yep. <laughs> so right there already he's getting overshadowed. I just don't – the Broncos just haven't figured it out yet. I wouldn't drop Wilson, um, but for sure now I'll have to play some. And so, yeah, so kind of um, moving to the start column for just a, a sec, I actually replaced him with Goff. Um, he's only owned in 35% of leagues, and he's been playing very well uh, with Amonra. Um, so I think that he w- is a good temporary replacement if you don't really have a backup quarterback you can rely on. Yeah, he. Uh, I think that's a good spot start definitely for uh, Russ, who has been struggling. Cousins has been struggling. I do really like Goff, I think. Like you said, I'm on Ross St. Brown. The running backs catch passes as well, so that's really good. And then especially for you know the week coming up, they're playing the Seahawks, one of the worst defenses – currently so i think i think golf is is great for this week check if yep. i'm on raw plays the, though yeah i think he's questionable right now um let me see if i have uh he he did not practice today so that's definitely suspicious so i think friday if he does not practice you know you're not expecting him to play but they still have dj charge yeah, jamal williams will play so they're going to be beat up but i still think they can beat the seahawks Yep, and then for the final set, kind of a joke set, but uh, Kirk Cousins, um, he does terrible in primetime games. I don't know if you would call 9 a.m. on a Sunday primetime. It's primetime somewhere. London, it's a primetime game. Yeah. yeah. There, there's not another game going <laughs> on, so. Yeah, he, it's just like kind of like, I feel like every time Kirk Cousins like steps on the field in primetime, he just finds some way to blow oh. it, like throws three picks or something. Yeah. Um, so I just put him on the sit column just because be careful. It's a, it's Kirk Cousins prime time. Yeah. You know, don't expect anything uh, special out of him. Yeah. Danger beware. It's prime time. I, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. And he hasn't looked <laughs> great over the past few weeks, neither has Jefferson because of Kirk. So I think this is a weighted out. I, I like him as a backup quarterback. I like him throughout the year, but I, I think we, we give him his space, let him figure it out. 
and then we can start him again. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, so onto the, uh, the positive side of the start column, do you want to take it away with these, uh, top two guys? I know you've yeah. uh, got both of them off waivers in the same league somehow. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to, uh, the black diamond TA league. Thank you for no one being active on waivers, except for one person who picked up a defense. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I picked up two likely starting running backs this week off of waivers, Jamal Williams, Khalil Herbert, love both of these guys as players, but love them because of the spot. Sometimes there are teams where the the top guys out and the second string is just not going to cut it. But both of these guys have proven that they have value with the starter there. So without the starter, you know, I think they could do very well. I'm talking RB2, you know, expectations that I have for these guys. But uh yeah, Jamal Williams Swift is not going to play. He has been great. Khalil yeah, Herbert. Uh, I think he's out until the bye week too. Yeah. So likely two games for him too. So if you can pick him up, that's great. Khalil Herbert. Uh, looks like Montgomery is likely not going to play, but that's one to check. If you can start both of these guys, though, you're basically having two RB2s upside of RB1s. But I know you have here. Jamal's been great. Was swift out 16 points. Khalil Herbert came off that 30 point game. So I think these guys are great starts for this upcoming week. They have pretty easy games too. So Khalil Herbert's going against the Giants defense, which has not looked great against the run. And then Jamal going against the Seahawks, like we talked about the, with the Lions. So I love these guys this week. I think, you know, you're you're starting them over some of your RB2s or, you know, running backs you usually have in the flex. So he's a top 10 running back going into as a backup, a top 10 running back going into a game where he's going to be the go-to guy. I expect very um, high things from him this week. Yeah. I, I love both these guys. I think these are the guys that you want to get off waivers. You know, the ones not that you kind of have on your bench and everything, but it's like, I have a spot I need to fill, throw this guy in. So I know he's been great. Um, someone drafted later too. You have James Robinson here, who I think is a great one. I know you said you were sitting, Jones for him. Robinson has looked really good. I know there was a lot of ETN talk, and I think ETN will be involved, but there's no shot he's getting the ball on the goal line with James Robinson there. So he's been great for touchdowns and, you know, just pure usage on the Jags offense that has looked great so far. So I think, you know, you you continue to ride with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, he's he's proven himself as the go-to guy. Um, proven again, I guess, that Urban Meyer was a terrible coach drafting, wasting a first round pick on ETN. But it's it's, it's already over. What can you do other than just uh, move on, keep it going? But I think Robinson is definitely a better player. Yeah, it really does make you think. I mean, you take – you have one strong position. You have one strong position and you draft another player in that position. Yeah, I know. It, no, it was, it was bad then, it was, and now just seeing how they're using Robinson, it's like, what? You you don't even need this guy. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe when if Robin, I mean, Robinson's kind of older. Like, if he kind of like gets phased out slowly over the next couple of years, sure. maybe it'll be worth yeah. it. But at the time, you could have just waited and got another running back in one of the other drafts. So I don't know. I don't understand that exactly. But um, anyways, the the next start that that I uh, have listed here is Amari Cooper. He's been playing very well, two 20-point weeks in a row on the Browns. 
I think he's going to be the the go-to wide receiver on the Browns from now on. Yeah, he looks good. The Browns had that Thursday night football game, so everyone got to see him and Najoku go off. I know most people aren't really watching the Browns games, so I think that was a great opportunity to see what they can do. I think Brissett looked fine, but it's pretty much Amari Cooper and Njoku and being more confident in Amari Cooper. But if Njoku can really do what he's paid to do, he just got huge contract. They don't have Hooper on the team anymore. I think being the number one on a team that is going to get yards on the ground, they eventually have to throw the ball. So if you can be the number one guy, he could have a huge target share. So I do like Amari Cooper. I think he's someone that should be on the radar and he's a good player. His issue has always been consistency and the quarterbacks that he had. I know Dak was good, but Dak missed a lot of games too. He didn't play with Cooper. He started with Derek Carr. So Brissett's not going to make him amazing because of how good he is but if he really gets that large target share that's how he's going to score points yeah definitely so i i'm i i don't know i think the wide receivers this year have just been very dominant so far and i think that he's definitely a guy that kind of went later in the draft because people weren't 100 percent sure what was going to happen and he's just been playing so well the past couple weeks yeah i like i like cooper and i think like you said, there's a lot of good wide receivers and he could creep up to, you know, top 15 territory for sure. So, yeah, I think that's an easy start for me. Falcons defense sucks. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so it's it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And then the the final start for the week, we mentioned this earlier, but uh, Jared Goff only owned in 35% of leagues, currently the PRK 11. So if you're in a 10-man league, that's a pretty good pickup off waivers for, for what you're getting for value. Yeah. Yeah, Goff has looked good. Like I said, monitor Amon Ra, but he's been good. He's not going to get you points on the ground. You just can't expect that. But he's a, he's always been a good passer. He's not a stud, but he's been a good passer. And if you have guys like Amon Ra on your team, you're going to get touchdowns off of those too. Yep, definitely. Um, yeah, I think Amon Ra has kind of been the uh, the dark horse of the season so far. Yep. Um, and Goff has just been – getting a lot of touchdowns um, with, especially with, I know Swift's out right now, but with the running game, he's getting a lot of uh, screen passes. Uh, he's just throwing it deep to a I think that he has great value for a waiver wire quarterback. Yeah. That's, you know, I think these guys are really good on uh, kind of waiver wire starts. Um, James Robinson and Cooper, you know, kind of the guys that you would have, but Jamal Khalil Herbert and Goff are really good waiver wire guys. So, uh, yeah, definitely start those guys and it'll be exciting. We have, like we talked about, you know, a lot of these sleeper guys coming up scoring points. We have some undefeated teams as well. So we kind of shared our thoughts with those, but yeah, this is kind of what we think of the, the week three summary, you know, if we're buying it, think it's legit or not and starts and sits of the week. I feel pretty confident in these. I think the starts of the week are very strong, but if you can get any of these guys that we mentioned off waivers, go get them. They're probably not there anymore. Maybe Jared Goff, but uh, definitely start these guys. I think the sits are, are strong as well. So listen to us and uh, hopefully you, you win some games. Thanks. The game is over and Bill's offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, is not happy. He loses his mind. Uh-oh. He acts Uh-oh. the way that our producers do when we talk past the time when they tell us to get out. <laughs> 
Ken Dorsey throwing everything around. Come on, man.